Hey there, it's Danielle Alvari of VSIN, the Vegas Stats and Information Network. Be sure to check out my new podcast, the Los Angeles CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. We dive into the betting angles for all the LA teams, plus USC and my personal favorite and alma mater, UCLA. So if you're from Los Angeles or a fan of any of the LA sports teams and want to become a sharper better, this is the podcast for you. So please subscribe, follow, and listen to the Los Angeles CityCast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Los Angeles CityCast with Danielle Alvari, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome into your Monday edition of the Los Angeles CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm your host, Danielle Alvari, and nobody can tell me nothing today. I hit my first futures bet win. So, you know, I got to talk about it. To be fair, I, I never do bet futures. I do not have the patience uh, or, frankly, the bankroll to just be tying money up all season long. But I did bet the Chicago Sky plus 850 to win the championship, the WNBA championship. I had one other ticket on that, actually. I did initially bet the Sun, the Connecticut Sun, at 4-1, to one, I think. I got that around the start of the season, maybe two or three weeks in. They look like the team to beat. They ended up being the team that got beat by Chicago in the semifinals. You know, that happens. But the ticket that did win was the longer shot, which is great. Chicago Sky plus 850. I think about four weeks before playoffs, you could get the Sky around 14 to 1 because they were just above 500 team here. And an important note here, obviously, Brianna Stewart got injured for the Seattle Storm. So that kind of took them out of the mix. They were bumped after a one-game elimination. So... The stars aligned for me a little bit, which is appropriate, because the Sky go on to win the championship in Game 4 in a best-of-five series, and it was glorious. I'm sitting over here proud of my win. Can you imagine if you were Candace Parker? Brings home a championship to Chicago in her first year there. Now imagine you're the LA Sparks and you let your best player walk out. <sighs> I like to believe that, you know, she wanted to go home and they were like, okay, sure, that's, you know, that's a nice story, but... How, how do you let her just leave? Especially, I just, Candace Parker, Candace freaking Parker. And actually, that's not even who's getting the freaking as their middle name during this series. It was Kalia Copper. Kalia freaking Copper, KFC, was a force the entire playoff. She won finals MVP. And it feels even wrong to say that she won finals MVP because she earned it. If you saw highlights on your timeline on Twitter, I'm going to bet that Kalia Copper was in it one way or the other. She just just did not stop she it's like i don't even know where she found the energy frankly but the rest of this guy essential as well courtney vandersloot diamond of shields ally quigley all phenom just a great showing by the sky and it just you know you love to see it because it makes it look like maybe maybe i know what i'm talking about sometimes on occasion no well either way i'm excited sky plus 850 to win the championship that is a winner Let's talk about something you guys maybe actually care about instead. Let's move on. We'll get into the action. First, all of the LA football from the weekend, the good, the decent, and the ugly in that order, which of course means the Rams, UCLA, and then the Chargers. Yuck. I'll share my A-listers and D-listers as well. Then we have the Dodgers baseball to break down, and I put a two in there because no, we are not just talking about the Dodgers baseball breakdown because yes, they are down two games to the Braves in the NLCS, seven game series. So not horrifying, but not ideal. 
We'll bring in VSIN contributor and professional better Jason Weingarten to break all that down. But first things first. Oh, and actually, <laughs> finally, we'll bring in VSIN NHL expert Annie McNeil to preview the Kings and Ducks seasons that are already underway. Puck drop last week for that. He's got some exciting stuff to say, I'm sure. But first things first, we start every show with the latest Los Angeles lines provided by our lovely, lovely friends at Bet Rivers. MLB, Dodgers, Braves, Dodgers down two games are plus 270 to win the World Series. They're right behind the Astros right here. Uh, actually, two teams. They're behind the Astros and the Braves, of course, because the Braves have that two-game lead. Game three on Tuesday. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough to be a Dodgers fan right now. They just keep us on the edge of their seat. As for the NCAA football, Oregon at UCLA for ESPN game day this week. UCLA a one and a half point favorite. That had to be as a result of this weekend because I know that Oregon opened as a favorite here. Total sitting at 57 and a half right now. UCLA money line minus 120. Oregon minus 103. As for the school across town, USC, the Trojans plus six and a half at Notre Dame. Coming off their bye week, USC, I mean. Total 59. USC on the money line, plus 185. And Notre Dame, minus 245 money line. Have to lay $245 just to win 100 Sounds about right. As for the NFL, Lions at Rams. Rams are a 14.5-point favorite. 49.5 is the total 105 p.m. Pacific start time for that one. That is the Jared Goff revenge game. You know we're going to give it plenty of airtime this week to discuss. And the Chargers have a bye. They have the Patriots at home next, but they have a bye week, which means we have plenty of time to focus on this Rams game. Very exciting. You can find all these odds at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Now let's get into it. Let's start with the good. The Rams. Minus seven and a half at the Giants was the closing line. You may remember this was up around ten and a half at one point. It actually opened with Rams as a six and a half point favorite, but then the Giants had all of those injuries that decimated them on their offensive side of things. Got up to ten and a half, but did close at a seven and a half. The total closed around 49, and it landed right on 49. 38 to 11 Rams. Rams cover every point spread imaginable. The 10.5, the 7.5, whatever you had. If you found a 20.5, they covered it. Man, I bet that would have had a good payout. Let's talk A-list. First A-lister of the week, Matt Stafford. A near-perfect performance from him. What else is new? He only threw six incompletions, and his only interception was a pass that went off Cooper Cup's hands right before the half. They're just trying to run up the score at that point, right? He made up for that with one of his touchdown passes, by the way, which was a no-look pass to Cup. Just spicy. Just good. He threw four touchdown passes for 251 yards. Chef's kiss. Just, mm, we love it. We love to see it. A-list. A-list. This next guy, I, I would hear... Here, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news here. I'd, I'd also put Darrell Henderson Jr. on the A-list. I would. I'd love to do it. Believe me. Except I was up against him in fantasy. And even though he's not the reason that I lost, thanks CeeDee Lamb and overtime, he certainly did not help. He did not help. Two touchdowns, 100 yards from scrimmage for the second time this season, rushing for 78, 29 yards receiving. I know. I Believe me, I know. Sounds A-list caliber. But we all know that this stuff is political, and it's my list. So maybe next time, Darrell. Great game, though. Uh, Rams pass rush. Do they or don't they make the A-list? Well, 
Seven players hit on Daniel Jones. Hit on. <laughs> Imagine. Seven players hit on Daniel Jones. No. Seven players hit Daniel Jones. Maybe they hit on him. Maybe that's what had him so shaken. Maybe it was getting hit last week. Hard to say, but he was sacked four times. That would be A-list, right? But we have standards in this podcast. All right? And if the Giants' O-line wasn't so abysmal, that's A-list. But honorable mention, perhaps next week, Rams. Oh, you're playing the Lions? Okay, well, it's a long season. Next up, Lions at Rams, minus 14 and a half. Rams are favored here. Total around 49 and a half. Again, 105 p.m. Pacific start time. The Jared Goff revenge game. And I'm here for it. Uh, Dave Leach hosts the Detroit City cast presented by Bet Rivers. We're going to jump on to do a cross pod to talk about the game on Friday's show. So that's very exciting. Something to look forward to. And speaking of things to look forward to. UCLA hosts Oregon at the Rose Bowl for ESPN College Game Day. Before we get into that, let's talk about UCLA's weekend at Washington. UCLA plus one and a half was the closing line here. I believe this was plus three at one point last week, plus two and a half when we last talked, but closed around plus one and a half. Yes, plus UCLA was not the underdog here, or excuse me, was not the favorite here. They were the underdog in this game because they were on the road for the second week. I don't, I, we talked about this last week. I had no idea why this line looked like this. I told you to play UCLA money line wholeheartedly. And I know that makes me sound like a complete homer, but this one was for real. Final score, 24 to 17, UCLA. By the way, Washington's stadium, gorgeous. Breathtaking. The score, not breathtaking, but acceptable acceptable is what I'll give it as a UCLA fan and as a general viewer. UCLA Moneyline, it was even money on Friday, I believe. It was plus 107 on Wednesday at Bet Rivers. Pays to get in a little bit early. It cashed. It cashed, you know, 24-17. Now, to be fair, there were some times that I was worried in that game because UCLA was doing some silly stuff, but I did mention that the penalties were going to kill one team or the other, and Washington just seemed to struggle with those more consistently. There would be games where UCLA would be off or dealing with that more, but Washington just consistently had that problem, and it's not even all on Washington's penalty problem. UCLA did a great job, defense-wise, of forcing those, so... Congrats to everybody who bet UCLA money line, or even if you took the points. Little win for you. I did also mention UCLA over its total points prop, which was 27 and a half. That obviously did not hit. We missed that by four points. I was expecting a higher scoring game out of this, to be honest, but good on Washington. Good on Washington for limiting that uh, and forcing this to, to land on an under. Next up, let's get into it. Oregon at UCLA. UCLA now one and a half point favorite. What? What? Is this home field advantage again? I Okay. All right. Let's dive into it a little bit. We'll, we'll get more into this, obviously, later on in the week, probably Wednesday's show. Total sitting around 57.5. UCLA minus 120 on the money line. Oregon minus 103. Oregon opened as a two-point favorite, mind you. Now that's completely flipped, and maybe here's why. The Ducks had a close win over Cal mm, last Friday. Final score, 24 to 17. Meanwhile, UCLA, as we just discussed, beat Washington on Saturday, also 24 to 17. Spooky, spooky season. And now these two teams collide just before Halloween. Oregon is five and one. UCLA is five and two. 
let's talk ATS. And when you hear ATS and betting, if we're new, against the spread. So how they stacked up against the spread here. Oregon is one in five ATS this season. UCLA is five and two. This does not mean <laughs> that UCLA is going to cover or that Oregon is not going to cover. This is just a, a little trend that's happening. It doesn't necessarily predict the future. It's just telling you how things have gone so far. A lot of overs in UCLA's games as well. That doesn't necessarily dictate that there will be one in the next game. Nevertheless, interesting to know. We will get into this game more later in the week, but for now, first thoughts, Oregon is a great running team. That's how they saved their butts last Friday. Nice catch, Danielle. UCLA also has a nice set of rushers as well in Britton Brown and Zach Charbonnet. I'm really just dancing around trouble every time with these sentences. Okay, so I think you're going to see a rush to the finish. Lots of rushing. It's also Chip Kelly's old school where he saw a lot more success than he's seen at UCLA so far. My heart says UCLA, but but history <laughs> history makes me think Oregon. But then Oregon's not been playing very well this season. They lost to Stanford in overtime. My stats tell me UCLA. Oregon's talent says, hold on, wait a second. I don't know. Maybe I'll make a decision later in the week. We'll have to see. I already do not like this line, though. Chargers. Ugh. We've gotten to the ugly part of the recap. Chargers at Ravens. You, okay, if you've been following along and listening avidly, first of all, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate you. Second of all, the Chargers. I think, here's what I've learned so far. Whatever I'm going to play on the Chargers, fade that. Fade it. Absolutely fade it. Because the last three games, I've been backwards. The Chargers covered in Monday Night Football versus the Raiders. They covered versus the Browns. And I'm like, great, I'm on the Chargers hype train now. And we did have Dave Ross on on Friday, and he mentioned, hey, they're going across the country, East Coast. It's going to be an early game, 10 a.m. That's early for them, especially. That's more like 7 a.m., right? Or, wait, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's 7 a.m. Eastern time was the game, 10 here. So it's like a 10 a.m. for them. But early game for them, cross the country travel, factor that in. I didn't. I was just like, let me ride this Chargers hype train like a bandwagon fan. Can't wait. They're winning. Justin Herbert's great. MVP. And then came the Ravens. The Ravens covered, and then some. They covered times nine, actually. Final, 34 to six, Ravens. That total closed around 51 and a half, so 40 points scored. The under hit way under, which is tough, because I did think that this was gonna be a shootout. I think a lot of people did, and, and more disappointingly, unfortunate, unfortunately, is a lot of people I know, most betters I saw, so many people had the Chargers in a teaser they had a teaser and even the teasers couldn't cash and again teasers just means that you can add up let's say six point teaser so chargers were plus three let's say or plus two and a half you could tease them up to eight and a half or nine so add six points on there give yourself a little bit of cushion this chargers team is great it's going to be a shootout no brainer throw them in a teaser uh, you have to pair it up with another team as well i saw some chiefs ones uh tough because that did not hit for a single, single person. That was a tough one. Regression to the mean game, you could say, for the Chargers. Uh, Lamar Jackson finished 19 of 27 for 167 yards with a touchdown and two interceptions. He also had eight carries for 51 yards. 
Justin Herbert, 22 of 39 for 195 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Just a dominant run game by the Ravens and excellent defense. All of the Chargers, every single one of them, are on the D-list this week. I, think, I can't remember. I think that they were on the A-list last week. And that is how cutthroat it is here in Hollywood. Herbert was just off. Coach Staley, what are you, what? He went for it twice on fourth down in his own territory. Come on. What? No. Defense could not stop the run. Every single person is on the D-list this week on the Chargers. Do better. I'll try to do better betting you guys because I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do at this point. I almost feel like I'm, I'm jinxing you one way or the other. I, I don't know what to say. At times I actually bet on you guys to cover. Can't get it. Can't get it there. Luckily, next up, the 4-2 Chargers have a bye week. When they get back, Patriots at home is their next game. So we have plenty of time to focus on the Lions and Rams this week and UCLA and USC. Coming up next, though, we'll bring in our VSIN contributor, Jason Weingarten, to ask the big question, does he think the Dodgers can come back from a two-game deficit versus the Braves? We've seen him do it before. We'll get into it next on the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Looking for a hot tip to bet on? Check out the new match tips at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. The new tips feature gives you special insights on player props and match bets for the top tips of the day. Go to Bet Rivers before the game, find your match, and tap the tips icon to see independent research on recent team and player performance. Bet with confidence. Visit the Bet Rivers mobile app or go to betrivers.com and get the top tips of the day. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Playable only in states where Bet Rivers is licensed and in New Jersey at Play Sugar House. The Los Angeles CityCast is presented by BetRivers. Get paid faster with BetRivers Rush Pay. Daily boosts, special offers, great customer service, plus a $250 first-time sign-up bonus. Make BetRivers your hometown sportsbook. Download the BetRivers app or visit BetRivers.com for details. Welcome back into the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bat Rivers. I'm your host, Danielle Alvari. Let's welcome in VEASAN contributor and professional better, Jason Weingarten. Jason, thanks so much for hopping on. Thanks for having me. So I have to ask about this Dodgers-Braves series. It's looking rough for Dodgers fans. The Braves won a tight game or game one, three to two in the bottom of the ninth, walk-off win there. Game two on Sunday. <sighs> This one's tough, right? It's the fourth time in the last five starts that Max Scherzer did not pitch beyond the fifth inning. Tight game through the seventh, all tied up at two. Dodgers pull ahead in the top of the seventh, up four to two. Braves come right back in the bottom of the eighth to tie it all up at four each. And then the dreaded ninth inning hits. Line drive to center, gets them another ninth inning walk-off win. Final score five to four. Now the Dodgers are down two games, which seems like familiar territory for them, exactly the same situation they were in last year in the NLCS. Can they come back again? What do you think? Yeah, they could definitely come back, and it helps. They're coming home. Uh, they're coming home this week for game three. Uh, I expected they'd probably split the first two games. I wasn't surprised when they lost game one. I was surprised when they lost tonight, especially when they had a two-run lead in the first inning. Uh, 4-2 lead after 7. They just didn't close. A uh, little confused why Julio Urias came in to finish the game. But, uh, you know, at least they get to come home now, so that'll help. But down two, two games to zero is not where you want to be. So you brought up Urias coming in the 8th. A lot of people, at least on Twitter, very upset with Dave Roberts and his pen management. 
where do you think the Dodgers are falling short the most? Is it, is it that they're beating themselves here or the Braves just winning the series so far? They had a little bit of trouble tonight scoring with uh, their runners, with uh, bringing in runners in scoring position. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when you look at the box score, they only had four hits. It's a little, little hard, you know, four runs on four hits. It's, it's hard to win when you only, only hit four, you know, have, have four hits like that. Uh, although it is a little misleading because they did have nine walks, but they just didn't get the hits when they needed. The uh, the Braves had 10 hits tonight. You know, it just came down to, to the last inning, the ninth inning, and uh, a late error by Corey Seager. Everything just, just didn't work out. It's uh, it's really just a, a game of inches sometimes, and they they just didn't get it done when it mattered tonight. So when you mentioned that, I mean, again, this was decided in the ninth inning for both of these games. So... Is this really that the Dodgers are just doing poorly or are they just kind of like not hitting the right licks here? Because normally that's the kind of thing that Corey Seager grabs, right? And now we're seeing them behind two and we saw it last season, but it seems like not a team that can come back the way that last year's teams did kind of have that, inspired that kind of confidence. I mean, that's just how baseball goes sometimes. It's, uh, you know, nine innings and one play decides it one way or the other. And some sometimes it, it doesn't go your way. And sometimes it doesn't go your way two nights in a row. Uh, this is definitely a team that can come back. They're, they're as good, if not better, at every position than the Braves. They get to come home. They'll be a little more rested going forward. I mean, Max Scherzer, he, he said tonight he didn't have his best stuff couldn't get loose he knew from the beginning he couldn't get loose and you got to remember Max Scherzer is not good is 4.1 innings with seven strikeouts and two earned runs on 79 pitches his his not good is still pretty great especially considering Ian Anderson for the Braves only went three innings tonight you know you 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 have your starting pitcher go an inning more uh, every game than than your opponent's starting pitcher here you're gonna win some of those games and like I said, it really just came down to some coin flip plays in the ninth inning both nights. So it'll be it'll be a good spot for them to get back to L.A. for game three. They'll still be favored. It's not like, you know, the Braves are all of a sudden going to be the favorites in any of these games. So they'll still be the favorites every game going forward. I, I think this is definitely a team that could come back, and we're, we're likely going to see them even the series this week. So as far as maybe making a series bet, is there any value there right now? Because maybe you're going to get a better number on the Dodgers now that they're down two games. Yeah, I mean, I need to see. Let me let me look real quick and see if there's any uh, any updated numbers. I know, uh, I'm looking as well. Let's see. Let me see what I can pull up real quick. Um, I know the Dodgers were still minus 155 favorites on the series price mm-hmm. coming into this game. Um I don't see a series Down price. Down a game, wow. That shows you how much money is see, on the Dodgers. I don't see the series price, uh, but I guess there is a, a pennant price, which is the same thing. So it's, it's Braves minus 190, Dodgers plus 160. It's not mm-hmm. terrible. Um, I think, you know, at the, the low points you know, throughout the season, the Dodgers were like 2-1 to one to win the pennant, so... Uh, you're still you're getting sort of an in-between price for for their their you know the price it was during the season. Um, 160 is not terrible. It's not not like I'm running out to bet it, but but you know it's it's going to go back. If the Dodgers win Game Three, they'll be minus 155 again. So it, you're looking about a dollar price flip on uh, on them winning Game Three. 
potentially. Yeah, and I mean, Roberts already did say that Urias is still lined up to pitch game four, so maybe that's good news for them. Uh, not really sure, again, why he was brought in on the eighth. It seems like if Scherzer had just been able to go one more inning, maybe we wouldn't be in this situation. Uh, but I think somewhere else that the Dodgers have kind of been falling short a little bit is Trey Turner and A.J. Pollock. The at-bats, just terrible. What, what have you thought of their performances so far? Yeah, I mean, so so that's really one of the things is that at the end of the day, when you're looking at, at why or why not a team is winning in the playoffs, you really just have to look at the middle of the lineup and, uh, you know, Corey Seager had that home run to lead off the game. But beyond that, um, I think the only the only times Betts and Seager were on base the rest of the night after the first inning were, were three walks between the two of them. Uh, Corey Seager was 0 for 5. Will Smith, uh, 1 for 2 with three walks. Also, also not bad. But after that, um, I'm going through the lineup real quick, and I see one hit um, outside of the top four. So... Uh, five through nine and all the pinch hitters, I see one one hit the the rest of the game between between the rest of the lineup. Um, and that that's just not a winning formula to to win playoff baseball games. if If your lineup's not performing, then you're not gonna win and it's it's that simple. Uh, the Dodgers need sustained performance from from these guys. you know, one guy can't carry you in the playoffs like this uh, night after night. so, uh, like you know, like I said before, <clears throat> they had four hits total tonight, and that's just not going to cut it to to win win games. You know, down down two two zero in the series. Well, and it explains why you're seeing so many stranded runners on base for the Dodgers. It's not just this game; we've seen this a lot from them so far in the playoffs. I mean, top of the seventh, bases loaded, two outs. Chris Taylor lands one in center. That gives them the two run lead tonight, but. This is just not going to cut it either. With how can they kind of address this? Has this been overmanaged by Roberts, or or how can they manage this stranded runner situation? You know, uh, I, I'm I'm not qualified to, to tell baseball <laughs> players how to how to hit baseballs. Um, I think I think a lot of it just comes down to uh, short term variance. You know, uh, some guys are going to get hot, some guys aren't. And uh, you know, Freddie Freeman, he's 0 for four tonight. He had I think he had a bunch of strikeouts. Let me. Let me see how many strikeouts he had tonight. Was it three or four or something? Uh, strikeout, yeah. strikeout, strikeout, uh, fly out to left. So three strikeouts, four bats. You know, Dodgers win tonight, and we're 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 having a different conversation about well, why, did, why did you know why did Freddie Freeman do this? Why did this happen? Um, it, it's not good. You know, like like Trey Turner over five. He's he's had a rough rough go in the playoffs. Mookie Betts hasn't hasn't been great, and we know he's playing a little injured he has a hip problem but um you know just they'll they'll play better you know mm -hmm. and if they don't they're gonna go home they're gonna be down three nothing and that'll One probably game away. yeah it's gonna be the going down three nothing is probably be the end of the the season or they're gonna be looking you know staring down the barrel of the gun the rest of the the series <laughs> uh if you are a person who's holding a dodgers to win the world series ticket at this point how should you be feeling? How worried should you be? I mean, they've been in worse spots. They had a yeah. a one game elimination, you know, wild card, and then they had to to you know beat the Giants in a game five on the road. Neither one of those were were guarantees. They were they were tough games the the whole way through essentially. So uh, <clears throat> being down two games nothing in a seven game series isn't isn't a great spot to be in. But I'd still rather be 
be down two nothing than than being in either one of those elimination games again. So uh, you know you're 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 getting that day off. The uh, Dodgers had to travel for the the game five to San Francisco. They went straight to Atlanta, so they haven't been home in about a week. Um, they're probably really happy to fly home tonight, get that day off tomorrow, and you know you get to to start start new with game three and you know claw your way back to to even hopefully by by the end of the week. Uh, you know that I love betting first inning bets, but I'm lucky that I haven't bet any of these so far. Uh, any any big bets for you on this series so far, or that you'd be looking to make? I mean, I've been betting them regularly um, every every day. It's mm-hmm. it's mostly just a price thing for me. Um, I have to see each each line to 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 be able to price it right. uh, fairly accurately. Um, let's see. I don't see any anything for uh for dodgers yet but uh i think if you can get like minus 115 on yes for the astros red sox tomorrow it's probably a pretty pretty good play um Mm -hmm. totals nine so anything anything about minus 115 would be be a good price for yes anything higher astros red sox on monday yeah yeah astros red sox on monday there's no uh no prices yet for dodgers game three because we don't know the pitchers that's probably why they're giving you a podcast, huh? The, the wide world of Weingarten, right? So when is this coming out? Where can people find this? It's every day. Um, you can find it on YouTube, Spotify, on the, the VEASAN site. It's it's available wherever podcasts are available, apparently. it's uh, <laughs> We're like six, seven episodes in. It's uh, It's been pretty fun. Uh, talk about all this stuff every day. All right. Well, that's good to know. It's daily, too. Wide world of Weingarten. You can see inside the mind see how the cogs all work there. So uh, we appreciate you coming on, of course. Thank you for having me. Always fun to talk about Dodgers. Uh, Hopefully we can keep talking about them. (laughs) We'll see how the game three goes on Tuesday. Uh, Coming up next, VEASAN NHL expert Annie McNeil joins us to preview the season for the LA Kings and Anaheim Ducks. Which team does he think is the fun up-and-coming team? We'll get into that next on the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bette Rivers. Looking for a hot tip to bet on? Check out the new match tips at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. The new tips feature gives you special insights on player props and match bets for the top tips of the day. Go to Bet Rivers before the game, find your match, and tap the tips icon to see independent research on recent team and player performance. Bet with confidence. Visit the Bet Rivers mobile app or go to betrivers.com and get the top tips of the day. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Playable only in states where Bet Rivers is licensed and in New Jersey at Play Sugar House. Welcome back into the Los Angeles City Cast presented by Bat Rivers. I'm your host, Danielle Alvari, and I'm ready to welcome in our VEASAN NHL expert, Andy McNeil. Andy, thanks so much for making the time. Yeah, I'm excited to be here to talk about two uh, very young, exciting teams in the Los Angeles Kings and the Anaheim Ducks. Well, I, from my light reading I've done on both these teams, you're being very generous by, by telling them young and upcoming because, yeah, not, not great odds right off the bat when I'm looking here. Kings are 60-1 to 1 to win the title on Bat Rivers. Anaheim Ducks are 150-1 to 1 to win the title. Uh, they're both in the Western Conference. This is interesting because usually we kind of see op- opposing teams in the same area kind of in different conferences, but both here in the Western and both in the Pacific Division. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah along with the San Jose Sharks, of course, but... Yeah, it's uh, it's big rivalry it, between these two teams. I mean, I I would assume that it's a little bit like the the Dodgers and the Giants. Uh, you know, I I would imagine the fine folks <laughs> of Anaheim probably look at those snooty Los Angeles folks and you know, kind of 
think that they they think they're better than us, right? I don't know. It's uh, but it's when I say young, they they have some up and coming players. Uh, you know, with a overall a veteran core, a lot of the same faces that have been there through the years are there right now. Um, but you know, if you're not a hockey fan or you're maybe looking to become one. Um, and you didn't, you know, jump on the bandwagon of either of these two teams in the last 20 years when they were winning Stanley Cups. This is a, a great time to do so because, you know, this is kind of like the start of something, right? Both of these teams are building for the future right now, uh, and, and there's a lot of exciting things happening. Well, the NHL too, there it's different programming now, right? They're going to be on ESPN. Is that correct? Yeah, and by the sounds uh, of, of everything that I, I've heard, it's it's been going pretty good. I think there's been some you know some small hiccups on the technical side of things but overall people have uh, really enjoyed the coverage um, and and the new uh, pregame panel which I, I've heard uh, feels a lot more being on Turner sports uh, as well feels a lot more like um, you know basketball and, and football as opposed to uh, to the lame pregame shows that we have up here in in Canada <laughs> I love that. Andy never pulls punches on on what he doesn't like. Uh, so let's uh, let's start with the team that is a little bit shorter of a shot, the LA Kings. Uh, again, I said sixty to one to win the title, twenty seven to one to win the Western Conference. They're one and one right now, as are the Ducks, and they both just lost to the Wild over the weekend. So what can you tell me? What can I get excited about for this LA Kings team? Okay, well they've got a handful of former first round draft picks, a few of them from recent years that, you know, are kind of really part of this re rebuild. Unfortunately, uh, the, the, the one that had the best chance of, of winning uh, the rookie of the year, Quinton Byfield, uh, fractured his ankle, I believe, in the preseason, and he's going to miss about four or five weeks and be reevaluated uh, re around that time. Um, but yeah, this, this team is just full of young stars and they made some great moves uh, over the offseason, bringing in Victor Arvison from the Nashville Predators, Philip Deneau, who was the top line center on the Montreal Canadiens on their run to the Stanley Cup final, and a big reason why the Canadiens are struggling this year, in my opinion. Um, but they, they've really got a great core and, you know, like Anzi Kopitar, Drew Doughty, these players, uh, you know, really didn't go anywhere they just the supporting cast around them kind of got worse um and and that's changing so i think yeah the, it's you know it's definitely right for the kings to have a, a better chance at at anything than the ducks uh, although the ducks have looked pretty feisty to start here but um you know it's 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 hard to see a stanley cup in this team's future uh the, the, the odds would have to, to be quite a bit longer to, to get me interested in that so is there a way that you could bet on the Kings like game to game? Is there any kind of strategy that way for them or anybody who's new to hockey betting, for example? Well, first of all, you can check out my daily reports on vsin.com where I'll Definitely touch on that. every single game each and every day. And if the Kings are playing, I'll, I'll give you the lowdown and, and let you know what, what you need to be looking out for. But a lot of the time it's going to come down on to who's starting in goal. Is it Cal Peterson, the young uh, mm -hmm. up-and-coming goaltender, or is it Jonathan Quick, who... A few years ago, I mean, he, he was one of the best, and he's one of the best American-born goaltenders, one of the best goaltenders that, that we've ever saw. Um, and I was, you know, hopeful that he could bounce back a, a couple of years ago, but now that really doesn't seem like it's going to be the case. So if it's Cal Peterson, there's a little bit more incentive to get behind the Kings and maybe bet on them. But if it's Jonathan Quick, uh, the odds would, you know, have to, to get a little bit bigger and the payout would have to be uh, a little more attractive for, for me to want to bet on the Kings on a game-to-game on -game basis. Um, but, you know, going forward here, I mean, things open up quickly. The Las Vegas Golden Knights um, are 
dealing with a ton of injuries now. Mark Stone needed help off the ice against the Kings the other night. Max Pacioretty is going to miss several weeks. Uh, and, and a handful of other players are on injured reserve or day-to-day -day right now. Um, so things like that happen, and that can open the door for a team like the Kings to uh, accumulate some points in the Pacific Division. Well, I'm so glad you brought up that goalie thing because it actually, I'm, and you can correct me here if I'm wrong, but my take so far after betting one season of NHL and one season of MLB is that they're kind of similar. Now, now ride with me on this. So <laughs> you got to know who's pitching, right? Just like you got to know who the goaltender is. So when you tell me here's the baseball matchup, I'm going to look at the pitching matchup. And if you tell me you're going to bet an NHL game, I'm looking at who's the goalie. And sometimes we don't find out until really close to the game. Well, and... For uh, uh, you know a new better, somebody that's just trying to maybe look for a little bit of an edge, uh, and they can approach Kings games just like that if there isn't any confirmation on the goaltender. And there are some great websites out there that really keep uh, great track of this. Daily Faceoff is one. You'll always find updated starting goaltending uh, confirmations and whatnot uh, at that website. Um, but if, if you can, you know, capitalize on some late news right before a game, maybe everybody thought Cal Peterson was starting, uh, or maybe everybody thought Jonathan Quick was starting, and you can go one way or the other with that, depending on how it, you know, uh, how, how advantageous it is for you. Yeah, absolutely. And then the other thing is hockey is different from, let's say, football or basketball betting because you're usually betting a money line similar to baseball more than you're running betting a run line or in hockey's case a puck line right uh yeah, so totally do you and find that there's a lot of value betting puck lines um there can be and and they can be definitely definitely be a fun bet um but you know in in recent years uh specifically last year and it looks like there's a little bit uh, of this going on uh, again this year uh, multi-goal leads nobody is safe uh, you know, it seems like the, the officials become more trigger happy, like they're just trying to make the game more interesting. Uh, the second it becomes a, a two goal game, um, the power plays, uh, the, the parade to the penalty box uh, for the team that's, uh, you know, holding the lead. Um, but it, it just really seems like like those two goal leads evaporate out of nowhere a lot of the time. So I tend to stick the money lines because at least then if you get to overtime, you still have a chance. Yeah, definitely. See, if you're not a hockey fan, how are you not a hockey fan now? Power plays, parades, there's all kinds of fun things going on. They put people in little boxes when they mess up. It's so much uh, fun. Yeah, um, I want to make sure we have, <laughs> we have time to talk about the Ducks as well. 150 to 1 to win the title. So that's just, let's throw that out of the mix. They're 65 to 1 to win their conference. <laughs> what? I don't even think it registered in my simulation. Like it was like a zero. <laughs> there were so many decimal points before the, the number that it, it just said zero. So it, it was, it's, it's pretty bleak for the Ducks this year. The not so mighty Ducks this year, unfortunately. But again, one and one, just like the Kings right off the bat. Uh, they did just lose to the Wild on Friday, but they play a game Monday night at the Calgary Flames. Flames are minus 186 on the money line. I'm seeing total around five and a half, which seems about normal, right? I usually, I mean, during the season, I saw a lot of five, five and a half totals. Uh, Ducks plus one is one oh is plus one oh four, and the Ducks money line plus one sixty. Any chance that the Ducks? I feel like the Flames got hot just at the end there last season, but during the yeah. season, I wasn't overwhelmed with them. Yeah, the Flames struggled there. They had a coaching change uh, mid-season, mm -hmm. but this team, I, I, they lost uh, on Saturday against uh, Connor McDavid and the Oilers. Um, but you know. The Ducks, the big thing with the Ducks here heading into this game is the status of John Gibson. He played in the first game. He stole the victory for the Winnipeg Jets, who came out flying, uh, but couldn't get one past him early, and, and the Ducks eventually capitalized on that. 
Um, but Anthony Stolarz uh, came back or, or had to start in, in the next game because Gibson is dealing with uh, an upper body injury. So uh, his status is still up in the air. I'll, I'll call him questionable right now. But if it's Stolarz, I, I probably wouldn't touch the Ducks here. I actually have the Flames priced closer to minus 200 if it's Anthony Stolarz in goal. So uh, I guess a little bit of value at minus 186 on the Flames. Sorry, Ducks fans. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, that just shows you how important, again, the goalie is to factor into all of this and how quickly you have to be up to date on these injury updates. Uh, another thing that I'm going to draw another similarity to baseball here. So I love to bet a first inning bet in baseball. It's over in an inning. And I love to bet a first period over or under in hockey. So you can bet whether or not a goal will be scored or more than a goal or less than a half a goal, right? So no goals in the first. Uh, what do you think about this type of betting? Oh, I think there's, there's, you know, I mean, it's just like anything else. You're going to get what you put into it. Uh, and if, if you're going to, you know, do your research and, and maybe find some value here and there, for sure. I mean, you can look at team scoring rates. Uh, and then when it comes to the first period, I do think there's a little bit of incentive that's, you know, kind of hard to capture in any kind of uh, statistical analysis or anything like that. But there, there's, you know, incentive to have that that strong start and that early goal. So uh, both teams are always searching for that, that, that early goal. Um, and if there is a period that I'm going to mess around with it's it's going to be the first period like you said it's a lot of fun to uh, to bet and uh, you can be a contrarian and, and, and bet some unders uh, mm -hmm. and I'm sure that can be profitable if, if you if you play your cards right that's more for if you have a short attention span right if you're just dabbling <laughs> into here you just have to watch the first periods or the first um, not 10 my... minutes <laughs> yeah exactly not my best advice but I know that that was a really popular bet for Vegas Golden Knights fans especially towards the end of playoffs there at the end because they were just coming out and scoring in first periods like it was nobody's business yeah go um, cash your ticket take the money right to the bar it sounds like a great time yeah absolutely especially in Vegas uh Andy before I let you go just any last advice for anybody who's just getting into either watching hockey or betting hockey how it's how it's kind of different from betting or watching other sports well, it's chaotic. It's fluid. It's really hard to you know look at a, and watch a hockey game and really you know take anything away from it. Uh, you, you'll you'll learn a little bit as you go, but for the most part, I think I, I stick to analyzing things from a uh, you know a, taking a numbers based approach. Um, but there's so much luck, and and you you were saying it's it's like baseball, and it is because there's that luck factor there. Uh, so you know if you can find those those value teams like an LA Kings, although I do think a, a little uh, or you know a lot of the market is kind of smartened up on a team, but the Kings were a, a, a team that I found a lot of value in as big underdogs last season and and there are going to be those teams out there so you can you can have a lot of fun uh you know you don't have to to, to lay chalk you don't have to to bet those big favorites necessarily you can you can pick out an underdog here or there and i, I think that's where you should start to, to focus your attention if you're if you're looking to get into betting on the nhl i'm gonna put you on the spot real quick before i let you go any of your what's your favorite futures bet that you've made for the upcoming nhl season God, none of them look very good right now. I don't know if I have any favorites. That's good. That makes us. That's relatable, Andy. That makes us feel good about our bets. The playoffs. <laughs> they haven't found their first win yet. And I don't think they're very good. The Canucks really beat them up the other night, despite uh, almost almost uh, losing a, a multi-goal lead, like I was I was talking about a few minutes ago. But um, the Flyers to miss the playoffs paid around plus one hundred five, I believe, uh, and and that's off to a good start. The Flyers. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have pulled that one. I like ever. Green. So, but. that's that's why you need to follow Andy McNeil because he follows this very closely. Knows what he's talking about. You can check him out at Twitter at Digital Gambler as well. Thank you so much, Andy. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, Danielle.
All right, we'll have Andy back on again soon. Don't you worry. Thanks so much, though, for listening to the Los Angeles CityCast. New shows three times a week, so Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. If you haven't already, please subscribe or follow to the pod, or better yet, leave a rating. That would be awesome. As always, you can tweet at me, at Danielle Alvari. I'll be back for more fun and games on Wednesday's show with JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA analyst, in to preview the Lakers and the Clippers season. So come on back Wednesday for the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Looking for a hot tip to bet on? Check out the new match tips at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. The new tips feature gives you special insights on player props and match bets for the top tips of the day. Go to Bet Rivers before the game, find your match, and tap the tips icon to see independent research on recent team and player performance. Bet with confidence. Visit the Bet Rivers mobile app or go to betrivers.com and get the top tips of the day. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Playable only in states where Bet Rivers is licensed and in New Jersey at Play Sugar House. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 